Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. So good to have you back, Maximize Your Influence. We can call you influencers when we learn the skills, the tools, the traits, the techniques, the do's, the don'ts of persuasion, motivation, influence, negotiation. Again, things we should have learned before we started a business, our careers, started a family, whatever it is that you are doing. So, Kermorenson here, podcast 492. So not to sugarcoat it, we're just going to talk about when it's time to shut up. You're talking too much. Your prospect says you're talking three times too much. You have pushed past the sale, past the close. They were under the ether, ready to go, ready to say yes, and you kept talking, kept vomiting, kept saying things, and now they're so overwhelmed, confused, have objections. They were ready to go 30 minutes ago, and you didn't know when it was time to shut up. That is what we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to do. So thanks for being here. Tell your family, friends, and enemies about the podcast. You can find us at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Hope everyone had a great week. I know I did. This is known as the eating week or that week of Thanksgiving in the United States. For those who are not in the United States, it's just a time to get family together and give thanks, be grateful, but we eat a lot, especially turkeys. So with that, talking about Thanksgiving and turkey, that comes to our persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't. So getting time to visit family and friends, cooking food, cooking turkey. Always a good time to have turkey sandwiches. But this year went to somebody else's house. Not going to name names. Turkeys kind of have a love-hate relationship. They're easy to overcook and be dry. And this particular home, the turkey was overcooked, very dry, not good to eat. You could tell nobody was really eating it. And I don't blame them either. Basically pretty hard to cook. There's a kind of a science to it, but it was dry and overcooked. Why do I bring that up? Well, first of all, nobody told the cook. I mean, that is rude, but how's this cook supposed to know? Or maybe they figured it out. And the big one here, the example I want to bring up, so you kind of remember this in your brain, is you're overcooking your prospect, hence our title. When it's time to shut up, you're saying too much, or you too much data, too much information, too complex, too overwhelming. In fact, I was reviewing a Zoom call this week, and one of the graphics was off the charts overwhelming. There were the five segments, and each of those had three segments, and each one of those had five or six bullets. You show anybody a slide like that anytime during a presentation, it's going to be overwhelmed. You're overcooking the prospect. They're going to dry out. They're not going to be interested. It's too much information. You've got to take your time. You've done it so many times you get it, but the average person's not going to say they don't get it. So are you overcooking your prospect, the person you're trying to persuade? Is anything too complicated? Are you going too long? Do you know when it's time to shut up? What is it that you're doing? Most people don't say, yeah, I don't get it, I don't understand, I'm overwhelmed, it's too confusing. A lot of those are those feelings, those subconscious triggers we've talked so much about on the podcast. In fact, if you want to know more about subconscious triggers, go to the archives, 
and look up subconscious triggers because that's up to 95% of persuasion influences the feeling. And when you are too complicated, you're overcooking your prospect. They are drying out. They were interested. They contacted you. But with all the things you were doing from being too complicated, too much information, too overwhelming, too confusing, too, too much, too much, too much, you took a perfectly good turkey prospect. Well, now that I think about it, that doesn't sound very good. But anyway, you get the example here and you're drying them out. It could have been great. It could have been good. They could have said yes, but you said too much. And so we'll get into that. How do we know when it's time to shut up? What are we doing that's overcooking your prospect? That is turning them from I'm interested to like, no, I'm not interested. It could be you. So before we get into that main content, we got to do our geeky Scarly article of the week. It's dealing with food. This is our show of food. In fact, we've done other podcasts on food. Your size of your plate, the size of your cup. How close you sit to the buffet dictates how much you eat. Here's a new piece that I hadn't seen before since we're on the topic of food, and it's food week in the United States, we'll call it. So it's called mouthfeel. So mouthfeel of food determines whether people go back for seconds. So this was in the Meat Science Journal. I'm sure you've already read it, but let me review it. (laughs) Texas A&M University and Dr. Rhonda Miller, and she runs at Texas A&M, the Sensory Science Evaluation Laboratory. Of course, these links can be found under this podcast and under MaximizeYourInfluence.com, also the home of your free persuasion IQ assessment. So mouthfeel, interesting. That's what caught my attention. What in the heck is a mouthfeel? So they researched that a texture of a hamburger patty, so the hamburger meat, can determine whether consumers enjoy it or not, depending what type of eater they are. And so they narrowed it down to four types of eaters. So are you a cruncher, chewer, sucker, or smusher? Again, all new terms for me. So think about this. How do you taste your food? Let me review those. Cruncher, chewer, sucker, or smusher. So Dr. Rhonda Miller is applying this mouthfeel research to products in the beef industry. Because the beef industry right now is having challenges. It's getting expensive. How do you get them to purchase one more a month to improve their sales? So she did this study that involved all four types of eaters, how they consume beef and steak. You see, when you talk about this mouthfeel, people manipulate food in their mouths differently. Some use their molars and chew. Some people manipulate their food with their tongue. Chewers and crunchers like to use their teeth to break down the food, and suckers and smushers manipulate food between their tongue and the roof of their mouth. I don't know how she figured this out, but these are the terms. Hold tight. Kind of interesting what they found out in the study. So she says these texture terms are not universally understood. A good crunch to a cruncher is much different than to a chewer. So just like persuasion, you have to adapt your persuasion tools to them. Food is in the same category. We taste differently. We feel textures differently. And she says most people don't even realize they're manipulating the food in their mouth. So little is known about this, what drives people's preferences. But everyone's born for a preference for a certain texture. And that is a huge driver for the rejection of food and, of course, the liking of a food. So everyone's talking about flavor. Okay, we get that one, but not the texture. But subconsciously, remember those subconscious triggers, the texture can trigger how we feel about the flavor. People aren't aware of it, and they have a hard time verbalizing what that even means. Dr. Miller breaks these down. Chewers and crunchers have the same mouth motions. 
Chewers are less vigorous in their chew and eat food more slowly, while crunchers eat food forcefully. Here's the key. Crunchers are often accused of others by being too loud. They crunch until their food is gone. Smushers use their tongues in the roof of their mouth. Suckers suck the flavor out before chewing. So here's the number. Have you picked yours? Have you been accused of eating your food too loud? So this was done in the United States. 8% were suckers, 43% chewers, 3% crunchers, and 16% smushers. The studies show that suckers reject products at a 45% level, while smushers reject at 29%, crunchers at 16%, and chewers at 10%. A lot of times, products are made without considering consumers' sensory behavior. Remember, 80% of products fail, usually because of an emotional subconscious level. In fact, I read a study a while back that babies, even at a young age, prefer either the green baby food or the orange baby food. And that changes their habits throughout their whole life. Kind of interesting how early it starts and what dictates like, don't like. Because think of a hamburger. She's talking about hamburgers here. What people like. Some people like the pickles. Some people like the mayo ketchup. Some people like the size of the patties. Some people like the two patties. In fact, I won't eat a hamburger unless my bun's toasted. So we all have these different unique things we've developed over the years. Granola bars, for example. Some people want them crunchy. Some want them chewy. That could dictate where you fit on the scale. So Dr. Miller found interesting differences in the way chewers, crunchers, smushers, and suckers experience hamburgers and steaks based on the way the meat was processed prior to cooking. So they looked at these burger patties, the surface, rough, firm, cohesive, chewiness, and looked at their evaluations. So let's see here where you're at. Chewers must have flavorful burgers. No soggy buns, must be me. No rubbery feel or gristle. And the patty can't be dry or greasy. Crunchers want a burger that is not too dry or raw, not chewy, crumbly, or chunky, no soggy bun, and the meat can't stick to their teeth. Smushers want a juicy, well-seasoned patty, no gristle, and no residue feel in their mouth. Suckers define the ideal burger as juicy, not too chewy, not too crumbly, and the seasoning should come before cooking. The verdict on chopped beef patties, chewers said lean chopped patties were tougher, Crunchers said they were less juicy, smushers said they were greasy, and suckers said they were dry. So with that, let's get into our content, and that drives us to a listener email. Oh, boy! This is Mubarak from Doha, that's in Qatar. He says, Kurt, I was at one of your sales training a few years ago, and I admit I don't want to work, look for my workbook. I want a free membership to Influence University. <laughs> Let me clarify that. So if I use anything you send on the podcast from a joke to the content to a scientific article, to a question, you get the free gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. It says, Kurt, I'm having a challenge of talking too much. I know I'm vomiting. I can see the fire come out of my prospect's eyes. I like how you put that. How do you know when it's time to shut up and close the deal? All right, Mubarak, I'll do it. <laughs> Even though you could be looking for your workbook, you probably should review those notes. But I'll send out the gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. In fact, that's one of our specials this week. Click on the link. Go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. We've got incredible deals on lifetime memberships. Basically, Influence University is everything I have. We've got everything from structured weekly courses to the library to the Influence software. It's all there in one spot. And within the community, you can ask me any question that you want, or you can ask a question here. 
Send me an email, Kurt, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, and you can get your free version. All right, my bark, let's talk about this. Again, this is a huge complaint. Think about it. You're talking three times too much. So this is a great time management tool. Think about it. If you could do it in 20 minutes instead of 16 minutes, how much time does that save you? You don't have to do as many presentations. So knowing when it's time to stop talking... Backing up, engaging, they're interested, knowing when it's time they have a question, objection. Do you need to respond to that objection? Is it just a knee-jerk objection they're making up that you're going to solve later? Are you overwhelming with too much information? As Mubarak says, is the fire coming out of their eyes? <laughs> have you overcooked the turkey here? It was good 20 minutes ago, but now you cooked it a little too long. What's going on here? So let's talk about a few of these. We've talked about a few of these over the years. So the first one, nonverbal. You gotta look at these cues from the customer. If you're over the phone, we'll talk about that in a second, but if you're face-to-face, -face, if you're doing an online call, pay attention to their body language, their facial expressions, their nonverbal cues. If you see them distracted, disengaged, looking at their watch, ready to go, dinking on their phone, not being responsive to your questions, and that could be just simple answers, I'm done with you, go home type of thing. It's time to leave. You've gone too far. And you probably won't be able to regain ground. You might get another chance in the future, but right now you're pretty much done. And find out what they're really interested in. But at this point, they're probably feeling it's not a good fit or you're just one size fits all. You really don't get their wants and needs. You might see approving glances between partners. And it's almost like they're more relaxed. I'm going to do this. They don't have to find a reason not to. This is a good fit. They might be more calm in their face. They might appear less distracted, uh, more satisfied, more engaged. They might be sitting a little more confident, like, all right, I've got this. We should do this. I've made a decision. Looking at the paperwork could be a good sign. Not always. And then on the other side of that, those verbal cues from your prospect. What are they saying? So this is especially true if all you have is the phone, you can't read their body language, you have to listen and listen carefully. And you're already pretty good at this. You just have to take the time to do it. When they ask questions about pricing, specific features, delivery dates, warranties, guarantees, that's a pretty good indicator it's time to shut up. <laughs> I've seen it too many times. We've talked about this where I'm monitoring this sales presentation. They've got 60 minutes. Everyone's in the room. CEO. 20 minutes in, the CEO says, that's interesting. How fast can we implement it? And the persuader says, hold on, I'm not done with my presentation. Okay, this is where I want to start throwing rocks. Hello, people. That's when it's time to shut up. If we can get it to you in two weeks, will you take it? Yes, be done. You're making it harder than it actually is. So listen to those questions they ask. Are they buying questions? Are they interested? What are they asking you? Can we get that in green? Okay, you're probably done. Is it proven that it saves 20 minutes a week? These are questions that you're either getting close or done. And you're going to hear more confidence in their voice, fewer vocal fillers like um or as you know. And sometimes you can say, well, if I can get it to you by next week, you want to go forward with this and continue with it. But listen to those questions that they're asking. And when there's any type of agreement, it's time to probably be done. When they've agreed on the next steps, all right, let's do it. I think we're done. They want a follow-up. They ask for a demonstration. They want to review the proposal, get with their committee, get with their team. And that meeting's done. You might need a subsequent meeting. 
Now, careful here. Here's a disclaimer. You have to feel at this point, are they getting rid of you because you talk too much? Are they truly going to do the next steps, schedule that demonstration, talk to their team? So you have to weed that out. We've done other podcasts on that, but simple things like, I need to review this with my team. Oh, okay, perfect. How can I help you out? What do you need to review? Well, everything. They're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> if they say, well, this one thing, I don't know these specs, if that's going to fit, that gives you their objection and you can help them close their team. Another important piece here, if they need to go to their team or their committee, you need to be there. You need to be on the phone to take any potential questions or you need to prepare them to persuade for you because they're not going to do a very good job unless you prep them. They're going to take your 30-minute presentation and explain it in one minute, and it's probably not going to be very good or very correct. And another one, your time's up, your time's up. That's when you shut up. Meaning, if they've given you 20 minutes, you take 20 minutes. Because if you go over, they start getting tense, uneasy. They have other things to do. They're not thinking about you. I'm telling you, your time's up. Think about it. When you go to a meeting and it's supposed to be 60 minutes, it starts going over, you start to hate the person speaking. How could they go over? It's past your expectations. You've had those mean feelings. You don't want to be that person. Now, this is not fair, but if they've given you 60 and there's only 40 left and there's an audience in the room, you only have 40 minutes to speak. And if for some reason you need to go over, you better get permission. Hey, I've got five more minutes. Can we continue with this? You want to reschedule another time? Get permission. But I'm telling you, it's not worth it to you to go past the time that they're expecting because they're going to have mean, hateful feelings towards you. Is that fair? Well, no. We don't deal with fair. We just deal with reality. Don't go over past the expectations of your audience. Another one is they start to mirror. They mirror you. It's called isopraxism, mirror and matching. When you've connected, developed rapport, they're ready to go. You'll Again, you'll see we talked about earlier, you go yes, up and down. And if they mirror you, done. If they mirror your body language, mirror your energy, the yeses become easier, they start to mirror you. There's a connection. They're ready to go. So they're nodding with you. They're agreeing with you. They're saying yes with you. Everything becomes a little easier. They're sold. They're ready to commit. That's a good time to shut up. So those are the main things to look for. And if you're really not sure at any moment, you have to gauge the temperature of your turkey, of your prospect that you're not drying them out. And the way to do that, it's known as a trial close, where you're kind of assessing their readiness to say yes, to move forward, or go on with the next step. And it's basically a question that encourages your prospect, <laughs> I shouldn't do this, or your turkey to give you feedback and take their temperature to see where they are. Now, some of these can get cheesy if they're done in the wrong time or you say it in the wrong way. But basically, sometime throughout the presentation, a few examples when would you like the product delivered? Next week or the week after? If they say next week. Now, if they're not ready, it's too soon, be careful of this one. But if you're sensing that you're close, they're not in their head, that could be one. Do you see more value in option one or two? Well, two. It's done. Can you see how this proposal addresses your challenges, can fix all your problems? Yes. Okay, done. Or if you have no clue, well, how do you feel so far? What is one thing that's causing you concern? Well, it all looks great. Okay, done. Hey, if we get everything finalized and done this week, does this sound like a good fit? Well, yeah. Okay. And if they say no, you can find out where there are their objections. Either way, you win. You feel pretty comfortable with this investment and how it's going to save you $10,000 a month? Well, yeah. Okay, done and done. You with me? <laughs> so 
Learn to read their temperature. Don't overcook your turkey and dry them out. Know when it's time to shut up. Don't get too complicated with what you're doing. So there you have it. Another one for the books. Again, everything you need from the links to the studies to information about training products, influenceuniversity.com, all at maximizeyourinfluence.com. Get the special of the week is Influence University. That link will also be there too. Huge end of the year discount. Save up over 90% on the most comprehensive influence program that I've ever seen all in one place. Be more aware. Know when it's time to shut up. Gauge your audience. Read your prospect. Become more influential. Become a better negotiator. Go out. Persuade with power.